Los Nachos Amigos, and welcome to Howley Juku, your East Asian pop culture podcast of goodness. I'm Peter Raven, man, with no plan. Here with me, as always, is my tag team partner in all this, Brandon Cooper, aka King Kaz. How you doing, Kaz? I'm doing pretty well. How are you doing out there in TV land, ladies and gentlemen? I don't know. Don't ask me, dude. I'm <laughs> fucking done. <laughs> We're here to talk about East Asian pop culture, uh, hanging out, chilling, ma- uh, chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cool. I've got, I've got, uh, I've got my K-pop corner figured out. I, I, I put mm-hmm. up my posters. You see, Luna's right there. We got EXID. Uh, you got my Ladies Code poster up there, Red Velvet. Even put my sister poster up there. So, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm prepared. I'm looking at K-pop in front of my face. And we're talking about K-pop and more, hopefully. But mostly K-pop, pretty much. I think this episode is all K-pop. Oh, actually, no, no. It's not all K-pop. Because we're going to get into what the, the beginning. We're going to the start of the episode. We're talking about what's new, what's caught our attention. And I think uh, one big important thing that's new, that's uh, recently released, of course... Uh, Big movie news, big action movie news. Uh, the 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 third movie in the Triple X trilogy, uh, the epic, uh, the epic great cinematic masterpiece, Triple uh, X: uh, Return of Xander Cage, uh, was released this past sur- Saturday uh, in the states and, and other countries. Uh, oh wait, did that come out? <laughs> it came out, uh, and of course that that film. That uh, cinematic uh, piece of beauty uh, co-stars mm-hmm. uh, one Chris Wu, aka We Fan, aka Chris, formerly of EXO, now of uh, the un- un- unofficial trio of of uh, escapees known as Ludacris uh, by many, uh, but he's the original. He decided to release, to coincide with the movie, uh, a, a track by the name of Juice. Uh, hey, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You keep going. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to tell you to hold on. I just needed to check something. <laughs> what the hell? Ah, oh, god damn it. Uh, but yeah, Juice. Uh, wait, wait, you do, do the thing. Okay, there you go. Had to fix my things in the middle of the show juice yeah chris will juice um it is uh it is a it is a song to behold uh it is a video it is a cool simple video but it is a very particular style of song uh it is chris kind of continuing his like uh swagness uh persona uh it is it is mumble wrapped like it is his foray into the mumble rap. Um, it's part of the official soundtrack. It's part of the official soundtrack. Yep. Because uh, you know what they they got a they got a a world famous uh, singer on in the movie. You know, let him put a track on the soundtrack. Um, Featuring well, such you? hits. Hold on, hold on. Featuring such hits as. Uh, in my foreign, the Americanos, which is, I'm not. 
there are things that exist in this world that hurt me. Oh, okay. All right. <coughs> Ask your question. Let's just fucking do this at this point. Okay, Whatever, well, well, what, what, do you, what do you think of the track? It's stupid. There we go. <laughs> I said it. Yep. <laughs> fucking fight me. Meet me in the streets. Uh, yeah. Meet it's, me in the streets. How about that? Yeah, it's, it, it's stupid. It's dumb. It's, it's dumb. mumble rap. The lyrics are whatever. Dumb. If that if that's your current person, are there lyrics? Were there yeah, there's, lyrics there's, in that there's, song? There's some lyrics where? in there. Where? There, where? Like there's something about uh, broads on the carcass. Waiter, bring the check, please. I, this is not what I ordered, and the service here is subpar. Uh, I refuse. I refuse to continue with this farce. Uh, how dare you? Uh, who painted that on his forehead? I can't read it. I don't. <laughs> I, just, I Chris, will say this. Man, Chris, you're supposed to be the hope. You're supposed to be the next Jay Park. Yeah, no, <laughs> I understand. You in the corner, shut the fuck up. I understand Jay Park has tracks that are similar, but they are not this. You just go sit the fuck back down. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, you know, it has great lyrics like hose nowadays on the carcass. Uh, she shake it, make it jiggle, make it pop, drop a little, I'm throwing money nonstop. Work, 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 work. That's a lot. Uh, it can't lose. I got the juice. Uh, it, okay, for, 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 for as dumb as it is, I have to say it's stupidly catchy. Uh, and it could be a great little, like, it's stupid. It's not that correct. Catchy. But I, I understand what you mean. It will catch those who it catches because it will catch them. But no, it's not that catchy. And you need to stop. If you are defending this out <laughs> in the streets, I will fucking find you. Yeah. Meet me in the streets. How about that? Uh, I will say right. I, I do appreciate that he got uh, he got Xander Cage himself to to make an appearance, even though he, he had supposedly faked his own death. You know, let's let's move on. Let's, let's move, move on, on to better things, please. Uh, All right, Kaz, uh, let's start with you. Yeah. Let, let's talk about what actually has uh, caught our attention. We have things that we actually like. Uh, yeah. Kaz, uh, what's caught your attention? You're already, you're already showing it, but uh, so this week has kind of been the 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 week of uh, of features for me, um, and one of them being uh, Sam Kim featuring Loco with a song called "Thinking About You." Um, which is really good. It's a really good smooth R&B track that just fucking gets in your soul. Um, and there just been a, there have been a lot of songs that came out this week. Like I, I already have a list for next week. That's how much shit came <laughs> out this week. Yeah. Um, and there were also just songs that as me and PD have been coming into this year that we missed from last year that we've been talking about. But this one came out on uh, earlier this week. Uh, Sam Kim, who I don't know much about, but man, the boy has a voice. I can tell you that. Um, and just, I love Loco. Loco is so good. He can do no wrong in my heart. Um, yeah. He's such a good rapper. He's such a good producer. He's just he's an all around just talent. Yeah, kind of holding it down over there in AOMG. Yeah, this is a cool track. This is kind <laughs> of a, a more chill track. Uh, I will give Sam Kim credit for one major thing. And it's the thing that we kind of harp on. Uh, well, I harp on. And a couple of people uh, like me on the internet. I got to give Sam Kim credit for being knowing the right p- right place to sing into that microphone. And that's the main thing. I mean, 
Yeah, give the man credit for that. Uh, I mean, that's so rare. That K-pop. aside, the or boy has a goddamn yeah. voice. Yes, the boy yes, has yeah. a goddamn voice. Uh, you gotta love Loco. He's a cool dude. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The feature on Loco by this is really, really good. Like, um, you you would think with the the way the song is arranged, you would find it odd. But I forget Loco is just amazing at what he does. So, yeah. uh, he just found a good way to fit into the song so well. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. He's a cool dude. Uh. Also, he, uh, he showed up and and uh, I guess learned from Sam Kim and also sang another correct person microphone. So you know what? There's you, a t- when you lesson actually for y'all. study, when you actually study the craft and you appreciate the craft that you're within, I think you tend to know these things. When you exactly. kind of are just thrust upon the craft, you probably don't know these things. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah. Cool track. Uh yeah. so right. what's up next? So uh speaking of tracks that are from last year at this point, um, but are still really good, is an artist called um well known as G2, uh if you want to translate it. Um kind of a reggae artist, um but but kind of has this rap appeal. I can't I couldn't really place it and there, there's not too many um translations of of his musical style uh he's kind of a very korean artist um or or he's getting that that pick in being a korean artist um but this song is called 1999 featuring another aomg kid gray um i I don't know i this song kind of it's one of those like rare things right this song came on and i just fell in love with it you know like he's telling this story of of himself um and coming up and 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 growing up in the year 1999 and just kind of his whole life in general and just just this transitional period for him but it's so good and it's so good like holy shit yeah um yeah i will I'd say i don't i people are assuming he's is uh, cuz he was born in 99 i hope not because that'll make me feel super old. <laughs> no, I think he was born in ninety six or ninety seven, which okay. will, will still make you feel kind of old. But yeah, um, but, let me, but let me check. But it's still a cool, like personal track, especially because he, he mentions of like his life in you know growing up in the states and uh, mm-hmm. like kind of the struggles he and his family went through and all the people that like uh, were there for him, and it's really cool. And it it, it the song's cool in that respect, and the video's cool because it kind of plays into, like, this interesting, like, animated style that play that puts in, uh, that kind of fits in uh, all these, like, family photos and old photos from his past, so, like, with him and his, him and his friends. Uh, it's really cool. I like it. It's, it's, it's honest and personal, and uh, it's always good to kind of, like, Get in, get an insight into an artist's like actual like, put put for an artist to give you an actual personal look at himself, or look at him mm-hmm. himself. And it was ninety two. He was born in ninety two. Oh, okay, all right. So it's like yeah, this is still about a time in his youth. In his mm-hmm. youth. Uh yeah, cool track. 
Uh, yeah, no, definitely a really cool fucking track. Definitely worth going to check out. Um, and I listened to some of his other shit, uh, and it, it's good as well. Um, it's it's it's. I don't know. I just I I really enjoyed this. Like I thought it was kind of gonna be, with no disrespect meant. All right. I know we started this off talking shit about Chris, but no disrespect, man. I thought it was kind of going to be more of the that reggae-ish sound that we get from Skull and Haha. Yeah. That is kind of hit or miss a lot yeah. with me. Um, <laughs> but this was just—I don't know. This was just good fucking like rap music with a nice soul beat to it. Like, and I really enjoyed it. And fucking Grace feature on it is so good. Like, I'm, I, every day, more and more, I give praise to the kids over at AOMG, Man, they just fucking—they kill it. Whether they're featuring, whether they're the ones making the songs, they just do good shit. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move through these because it was between me and Pete. We got a lot of music, and uh, we want to get this shit in and out. So yes. my boy, uh, your boy, everybody's yeah, yeah. boy, uh, Sonny released a new track called I Am Me uh, featuring uh, Hasa from Mama Moo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wasn't sure how I felt about this track at first. It's so anthem-y. Like, it is such a fucking anthem, but... You know, it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's it's, it's uh, it's uh, it's the kind of like playful side of Sunny. I think mm-hmm. uh, more of that side, uh, more of like. But the it, it's still a song. Very oddly, with a really good message to it of just like be you, like be who you are. Don't be who you want to be for other people. Just be who you are. You know, yeah. like be yourself. Yeah. Which is and, really cool. And, yeah. And the video backs that up, like the playing with the story of all these characters, like with these like the 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 Instagram star and the guy who prides himself in the in the fancy car, but then like or the guy who thinks he's this uh, superior intellectual, or, like all all these like people who put up these personas themselves and then you kinda see them like uh, at the end like it crashes down on them. <laughs> And then they have to like be themselves. Like the the guy has to return his car to his mom. Like <laughs> and <laughs> like uh you know, it, it, and the yeah, it, it just kinda works out really well and it's fun. And Sonny's fun. <laughs> oh. Uh yeah. yeah. But it's a cool track. Uh, it's Sonny's fun. So I I I, mm-hmm. I always I, I generally always love what, what Sonny does. Uh, yeah, no, I like I, it's a fun video too. Like, I don't know, it's just it, Sonny has these moments where you just don't expect something like that from him, and it ends up being really good because the dude just kind of knows what he's doing, um, and it's just really good. Like, it's really good, and I I enjoy the hell of it, and I love how like serious Sonny can be with his music but at the same time he can do things where he can just poke fun at himself and like yeah. other things but come up with a track like this that I was just like is this an anthem Sonny really are we doing that and then as I listened to it I was like oh man this has a really good message to it and it's fucking jamming and fucking Hasa from fucking Mama Moo like what the fuck come on like yeah. like I, I I saw that I was like wait uh, Mama Moo fuck yeah I think I'm already into this um, <laughs> but it was just really good. I don't know. I enjoyed the fuck out of it. Yeah. What did you uh, think? What did you think of of one of your your lovelies from from Mama Moo on this track? I think I think she did uh, she did exactly what she needed to do on the track, and I think she sounded really fantastic. And it's, you know, Hossa, 
can bring that like personality so well, uh, especially like being with her vocals and like just her personality. Yeah, it works so well for something like this. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm definitely, last, I'm definitely down with that. All right. Um, so last, last but not least, it's kind of this thing that's been going on. Um, it's been this consistent thing of like, yeah. mostly with Tableau featuring with different artists. Yeah. Um, these these Tableau X kind of things. Um, yeah. he did a track with Joey Badass. Is, like he did a track with Joey Badass. I think he did another one too before this one. Yeah. Um. And now kind of Eric Nam's gotten in the mix of, of doing these because he has one with Timbaland. Um, and now there's this one with um, Which included Gallant. an awkward performance at Mama. <laughs> Eric Nam and Timbaland. <laughs> with Timbaland didn't uh, know what he was like. That image of Timbaland on stage, not quite sure what's going on or where he is. It's just hilarious. <laughs> but moving on, yeah, this track. Yeah. So this track is Gallant, uh, Tableau, and Eric Nam. Um Names that by themselves just make you just think of good ass fucking jams. Uh, and together they made a good ass jam. Like, holy shit, this song is so good. Uh, like, dude, this song is so fucking good. I don't even understand. Yeah. I don't. Uh, this is, I, this is I such just, a cool track. Uh, it, it is such a cool track and such a smooth track. Like, and, uh, I, I'm not as familiar with Gallant, uh, you know, in his music, uh, yeah. but I can definitely see where like his style works so well uh, with what Tableau likes and what uh, and how they were able to bring in Eric Nam uh, and his mm-hmm. voice capabilities. Uh, I think yeah, this this track is just there's so much going for it that sounds really fantastic uh gallant's voice is great uh tableau's verse is just fantastic like uh, <laughs> he's such a smart dude and yeah. uh and eric nam is is fantastic in this feature and he he features oh so my well. god he's so good he yeah. does dude like <sighs> fucking a dude i like the, the the mastermind behind whoever is putting these things together of like doing this and I I'm assuming it's Tableau, but it, it might not be, but yeah. just because he's been involved in so much of it. Um, I don't know, dude, but it's fucking amazing, dude. Yeah. And it, it's a great way of introducing Korean, um, audiences to maybe American artists that they don't know very well. And it's a really, really, really great way of introducing American audiences to these, uh, like really good Korean uh, artists you know like because who better to injure like who better to be introduced to the american audiences in such a great way which is you know and and i'm so proud of it of of all the other ways that we've been trying to do this shit than eric nom and tableau like people like that like that's like starting at the top kind of you know what i'm saying like yeah. It's like when somebody asks you for an anime recommendation and you fucking tell them about Studio Ghibli stuff, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like anything else after that kind of pales in comparison. You're just yeah. like, um, yeah, you know, but there's still really great shit. But but when you think about that, that whole kind of promotional factor of what it what it's meant to do, it's such a great fucking thing. Like, yeah, it's such a good fucking thing. And I'm so yeah. I'm so excited about all of this continuing yeah. forward. 
I'm just it's just so cool because a lot of it is uh, a lot of it is how much freedom Tableau has now that he has high ground, just like mm-hmm. that's his playground as it were. Yeah, uh, that YG gave him that like label as like his like his his domain and like I mean Epic High's domain, but basically it's his domain, uh, and he has so much freedom to do kind of what he wants, uh, you know, music wise and all. And, and he's able to kind of just do, you know, find uh, opportunities for collaborations and to kind of do all the things that he wants to do, like, uh, career-wise. is just so cool. Like, and this opportunity where uh, they, uh, they, it's in Hong, the videos are set in uh, Hong Kong because uh, it was just like a happenstance moment of like, well, Eric Nam, Tableau, and Gallant were all in Hong Kong for Mama. Uh I don't know why Gallant was there, but they were all there. And it's like, well, let's just shoot this video. And like, like, uh, and this is a really cool thing. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just a cool track. <laughs> it's, much it is so fucking, it's so good, dude. Like, holy shit. It's so worth your time. Trust me. It, yeah. If it's so good all right let, let, let's get through this because we're fucking we'll we'll talk about this song for fucking ever if, yes. if we don't stop ourselves <laughs> uh but let's move on to, to talk about what some of the things that caught my attention one of the i think one of the things that caught my attention lately and uh, not just like this week but uh, i think we've sent each other videos from this show uh mm-hmm. uh but uh, this show that's been going on for a few episodes, only like I think it's a to it's like uh, it's upcoming is the seventh episode uh, so far. But uh, Golden Tambourine uh, on Mnet, uh, which apparently is like I think it, the obvious influence is just from like the videos. Uh, the obvious influence is Lip Sync Battles, like the Lip Sync Battle show that's on on TV now here in the states. Uh, mm-hmm. Except with their twist being there, it's it's uh, the kind of the theme and the concept of the show is built around uh, norebangs or karaoke rooms, uh, and kind of like the freedom of doing karaoke with your friends and like uh, you know singing good or bad or you know, just kind of having fun doing these silly performances putting on costumes and things like that uh, and makes for a, kind of a great show is like these like great performances and uh, we've gotten these like because uh, so the main uh, MCs of the show it's uh, the from what I see it's it, the concept is there's the main MCs which is T4 these four people it's you Yoon of I believe UV and uh, uh, Joe Kwan, a boy from GYP 2 p.m.'s leader. Uh, Che Su Young, uh, no, Che Ju Young, uh, I believe, yeah. No, Che Yu Jung, Yu Deng. Che Yu Jung of IOI, Produce 101, uh, and I believe a, eventually probably a new group with, uh, uh, with Doyen back at her label, uh, now that IOI is disbanded. Uh, and, uh, an actor, Young Tech. Uh, who's kind of a musical actor and can sing really well, uh, and then they have like guests, and like the guests will be on the other on the other team. So it's like the guest team versus the host team, and it's like this like competition thing. 
Uh, but the main thing, and like it's not subbed, and, and you know, it, not yet, and uh, the episodes like in full aren't really out there to find. But the main thing that yeah. you get is these performances, and really, all that's all you really need for us. Uh, yeah. And like and it, we kind of we kind of keep sharing the fucking Jaquan ones back and forth because they're pretty fucking good. <laughs> like, uh, like in particular, Jaquan can perform his ass off. Kwan is just fantastic. Uh, I think this is show. Somebody said on Reddit uh, when I posted this video, the, the first video, for, uh, I think this really exceptional performance was Yu Sayun and Joe Kwan. Uh, Joe Kwan specifically singing. Uh, Saya's uh, chandel- chandelier, uh, you know, known for his, uh, his video uh, of the young dancer, uh, Maddie. Uh, and it's Joe Kwan singing as Saya, which is like nails and everything and you say you doing the dance from the video uh and doing a pretty good job mm-hmm. of the dance of the video uh like and joquan uh and uh, joquan the key thing is joquan kind of gets really into like the the visuals and like the elaborate costumes but he also nails the yeah. vocals and it really is not surprising because he debuted with 2am jyp's vocal group like, like, yeah. The the two a.m.'s whole purpose was that they were the the, the vocal group, uh, to two p.m.'s kind of more performance dance group, uh. So of course, Joe Kahn nails the vocals and he puts his everything into the singing these performances, including like this one, which is he's just fantastic. Like, like Joe Kwan, Basically, what, what I didn't get to say, the, the commenter said on on the my when I posted his performance is that it seems like Joe. Uh, this show is an excuse for Joe Kwan to just get his drag queen on, uh, <laughs> to let out his inner drag queen, uh, which because it's, it's in the past he's done Gain's Bloom, uh, his home girl. Uh, he's done uh, what else? He's done other fantastic performances. Uh, he's where he just gets. I think what was the other one? It was the, it was him. Oh yeah. Oh, that other it was one. Him that I was uh, uh, Hyun, uh, the Hua performance, which was mm-hmm. fantastic. Uh, I don't know. This is just so great about, uh, but like he just gets so into it and does a fantastic job perform- performing. Uh, another. Uh, Che Yu Chung, one of the other uh, regulars, and one of IOI's really caught my attention of being like a really solid performer, especially on this show, because she seems to have this skill of like if, if you play a song, she knows the choreography to it, like right, like that, <laughs> like mm-hmm. like she and like in these random variety shows, she'll just like do especially like boy group covers, uh, and there's a really cool performance on the show of her performing Block B's very good. Yeah, and the the key thing is that she's you know the juxtaposition is that she's this little this little girl, uh, just like Zico, uh, in this like wig, uh, doing this like performance, but in she the end, she killed the fucking dance. <laughs> she, killed she killed the, the fucking, fucking dance. dance. Yeah, like she killed the dance. She did it with like confidence and like swagger. And like she, she like it's not like her. If you, if she, if it wasn't for her stature and like her face, 
you wouldn't really ever think about the fact that she's, you know, this young girl cosplaying as Zico. She's just killing this performance. She's just this confident young girl doing this dance, this powerful dance, and like this song, singing this song, and just like the 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 kind of swagger and confidence of it all is really cool. Uh, like I don't know, like how cool is are these performances that we're getting out of this show? It, it's it's fun, right? Like. And it's probably the same reason people like that other show that you talked about, the lip sync battle show, because there's kind of a performance thing there. But like the thing for me is not everybody on that show goes all out like they do right here, like which is the thing I love about this. So that I've from the clips that I've seen, right, because like you said, we haven't seen full episodes of this yet. But from the clips that I've seen of this show, I love how much like. Joe Kwan goes out. I love how much she went all out in this. Like, it's so fucking good, dude. Like, and it's just so much fun. Yeah. Like, so watching somebody just put that much into a performance that's not necessarily their own. Just they're recreating a performance. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's fun. And it's still, like, with the idea of it being a fun, like, Norebana, like, karaoke room performance. Or, like, you know, it's just, it's not about, it's not about being it's about you know nailing it and i love like like there's also also the comment on the video for joe kwan's uh performance it's like uh i know they're trying to uh, so that i know they're trying to be funny but this is they, they did a really good job and it's like i i always get the sense i always feel from joe kwan is that he doesn't try to be funny he just lets the situation and his seriousness mm-hmm. let it be funny and that's like the classic bit mm-hmm. of comedy of like if you just the it, it's like you you don't mug for the joke you let the joke tell itself by seriously acting it out and he lets like he lets the kind of the the fun and the juxtaposition of him and his costumes and his performance let that be funny but he takes the pieces of the performance like the dance and the song and the singing especially seriously and that adds to the to the fun and the humor uh yeah i'm, I'm so looking forward to more fun performances from golden tamarine if i can watch a full episode which i imagine is I, th- I think it's mostly just like watching them pick out songs and set up performance and things like that and just standard variety stuff but i'd still want to check out at least one or two episodes uh if somebody will sub them uh but it even then, we're still going to get these these performances up on Mnet's YouTube, so that's fantastic. Uh, yeah. Golden Tambourine. Super fun stuff. Uh, moving on. Uh, speaking, of JY, uh, speaking of JYP, uh, we finally get the, uh, the solo debut, uh, the official track, not the pre-release that kind of was kind of boring, uh, but the official debut track of Suzy. Uh, I didn't know what to expect, but I think I actually ended up kind of liking this track. Uh, it's cool. It's interesting. It's uh, darker than what you would expect. I, it, it's, it kind of has a dark feel to it. Uh, the video is really cool. It has. Uh, uh, I know that people have kind of been citing uh, some Hong Kong fi- films, I believe. Uh, I'm not familiar, but Wong, uh, Wong Kar Wai has been uh cited multiple places uh and this he has this visual style that i definitely like to check out his films uh but this track is cool it's it definitely is kind of it it works well within 
uh, Susie's style of singing, and she fits the style of song really well. Uh, and overall, it's just a kind of cool track. Uh, what, what did you think, Kaz? Uh, it's definitely interesting. I liked it. Um, and the visual style is really cool, but it does it does remind me of like some like old 90s style like uh kind of gung fu movies that that i used to see where it's just like these really odd scenes that always don't mix well together but tell a really good story um so it's definitely interesting in that visual aspect and then the, she just has really great vocals in the song is cool so yeah there's nothing much to say about that uh i would say this this song uh of course, the the one bummer or the one kind of like he, the scary part is uh, other than the fact that she she murders a couple of people at the end of the video, uh, which is kind of fun, uh, is the fact that this is if this succeeds, we all know that that's for Miss A, uh, especially because this this is kind of like a song they would give Miss A at least song style wise, uh, but. Uh, it's always kind of in the back of my mind, but I think, uh, yeah, I think the important part is it's just a really cool track. And I think that if we're able to f- find a style that ultimately actually fits Susie. And I think she's going to, she, it's a style that she, uh, feels comfortable in. Uh, and I always like, cause like we're, we're, we're not, invested in the status quo as much of like the k-pop concepts and stuff especially like like what need it's it's all like i don't know how to get around to it but basically what i'm saying is like it's always cool to kind of like see uh people that have always that have spent a long time in k-pop doing what's expected of them in other people's styles and like the company's uh, expectation and find them finally kind of like okay i've done i paid my dues i've done the thing that yeah. was expected me, but now i get to like they, do my style yeah you 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 played in the box that they put you in long enough and you you paid your dual your dues and now you get to get outside of that box and do your own thing yeah, which is really cool. And I always like to see that happen. Uh so and this this is kind of like that. This is I think I think it's a style that I think Susie feels comfortable in and, and works well for her. Uh and she's she's uh she has the clout to to make this successful. So I think that's really cool. Uh so good for her. Uh Susie. Uh, yes, no, maybe. I should have said the name of the song, but I think people are aware. Yes, no, maybe. Uh, yeah. It always, of course, the, the song title always makes me think. Yes, no, maybe. I don't know. Can you repeat the question? You're not the boss of me now. Uh, moving on. Another cool track. This time, kind of getting more indie. Uh, from the airport, released a lyric video for their new track, The Jump uh and it's really cool it's very much like uh from the from the airport style uh Mm -hmm. it has a cool feel to it It has a cool indie kind of synthy pop uh feel to it uh has some cool like you know the the vocals really cool uh the lyrics are all in english 
uh, and interesting, uh, but, but uh, an overall kind of really catchy. Uh, and I, I really enjoyed it. It's kind of a straightforward, again, a lyric video, not a necessarily like an elaborate music video, uh, which is interesting. Uh, I kind of like it's the it's the new world, you know, uh, that's the new style, the lyric video. Um, but overall, I think this is a really cool track from a really cool indie group. Uh, what did you think, Cass? Um, it, it was cute. I, it, it, I listened to it a couple of times. Like, well, I, I listened to it twice. Um, and I don't know. I enjoyed it more the second time. Um, it just kind of sounded ge- like a generic indie track the first time. I kind of let it pass over, but then I was like, oh, I'll give it a second listen. Um, and I was like, you know, there's some interesting shit here. Like, yeah. but it does kind of have that thing where it's like, you, you listen to it and you're like, oh, it's an indie track. Like, and it can kind of almost put you in that mindset where you're like, oh yeah, indie track. Um, which is, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, um, but it definitely does have some appeal to it and it's, it's really cute. I like it. Mm-hmm. And it works well. I think uh, th- there's not mm-hmm. a lot that's super exceptional about it, but it works really well, and it's fun, and it's catchy, and it has a cool style to it. Uh, yeah. Speaking of indie bands, uh, especially one that I love, I'm going to finish off by uh, plugging, once again, uh, Love Exterio's Patreon. Uh, specifically, uh, the fact that they've already started putting out songs. Uh, so if you want to get in on their tracks... Uh, you can go to their Patreon, contribute to at least the, the $3 level, uh, and you can get the tracks ahead of time. Uh, you can get access to their posts. Um, I won't show the posts, but uh, there's a couple of cool tracks. They've already released a, a couple of really cool tracks. They've said it publicly. There's this track called Lemon Spark. Uh, which is fun, and it stars the uh, the video stars uh, DJ the dog. Uh, which is cool. Uh, there's also a really cool track, uh, Maybe I, uh, which is a nice little like personal track about uh, uh, some of those things that happened to them, especially with uh, other people in the scene, kind of a, a apology to them. Uh, so, yeah, it's some cool stuff. Uh, they've already started two down, 35 to go. It's a very ambitious project, so they're going to be doing 30, if you don't know, 37 songs in a year. Uh, so check out their Patreon. They're already, they're almost to their next uh, their next goal, uh, which is cool. And then uh, beyond that, uh, they got some cool uh, goals beyond that. So the, right now they're at 247 a month. I'd love to see them you know, get bumped up. Uh, so go check out the Love Exterior's Patreon. Uh, are you are you a patron, Kaz? Are you a patron? Uh, no, because my money is so goddamn rough in this world right now. <laughs> fucking trying to keep fucking podcast afloat and do all kinds of shit. Like, um, this is understandable. Yeah, no, but but I I I feel them. Um, and I enjoy I enjoy the work that they do. Like I. I I'm so glad for the show that we do because it put me onto a group that I probably would not have heard of otherwise. Uh, yeah. You know, with with you discovering your love for for Korean indie music and things like that, um, and and just this sh- 
this is kind of what this is all all been about. So I I wish them fucking all the luck in the world, uh, and I'm glad to see that it it kind of is not it, it's not gangbusters, but it's growing at a consistent pace. Um, yeah. And, and word started, of mouth is, is good. yeah, and word of mouth is kind of the best way to keep that going. Um, I know, like the the struggle I've consistently been having of trying to figure out how to do Patreon. So more power to anyone that that gets it going, uh, who's better at self promotion than I am, because I am terrible at self fuck promotion. <laughs> um, so I'm just, I don't know. I'm I'm really glad. I'm really glad. So when then. Once the dust settles, I'll, I'll definitely throw a couple bucks their way to help them support this thing that they got going. Because yeah. um, I'm I'm more than grateful for the people who have done that for me as well. So yeah, always good, always good. Yeah, love Exterior. Keep keep it up, love Exterior. Hating. Uh, yeah, that brings us to the end of our what's new what's uh segment. What's, what's new segment? We get into what's what's going on, what's happening in the world of Eastern pop culture over at our headlines. So join us over there, won't you? Ha! Got it first try. Yeah. Uh hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to our headline segment. Talk about some of the goings on, some of the topical topics of what's going on in the world of East Asian pop culture. Only a couple of se- uh, news uh, segments, but some nice meaty stuff. Some things worth talking about. Uh, we'll start off, uh, and I think it uh, was some uh, kind of a bummer news, uh, but it's worth commemorating, worth talking about. Uh, Wonder Girls will disband as Yubin and mm-hmm. Yedim will remain with JYP while Yenny and Sunmi leave. Um, it reports that the entire group was exiting uh, JYP Entertainment together. The Wonder Girls would uh, will actually disband with Yenny and Sunmi uh, leaving the company while Yubin and Hyerim, uh remain. Uh, and then it goes on to kind of go to the statement from JYP. There's a really cool like video where they talk about you know give some personal thanks to all the all the fans for the ten years uh, uh, as a group um, and. There, there, there is also news that they will have like an actual proper goodbye song, um, mm-hmm. which is nice. Uh, it, it, it is, it is nice that they're going out gracefully. Uh, it is a bummer that they're not kind of like sticking together and like uh, proceeding with their career because they were they had a good momentum going with the band concept. Uh, and it would have been cool to kind of see what they had going for them, you know, going forward with that. Uh, but I guess, you know, they, they, they kind of had their own career considerations and they kind of had the, their own ideas of what they wanted to do, uh, career path wise, but yeah, it's an end of an era. Uh, what are your thoughts, Kaz? I mean, it is, but we talked about this before when they when they first kind of started the the band concept and we were like this is a very like work or or gone kind of concept and it seemed to be working so that that was the weird part that about this announcement yeah. is that that seemed to have some good stuff to it doing that ooh, excuse me doing that concept so 
it just I don't know. It seems it seems odd to disband it from there. But I mean, maybe they all want to go on to other things. So I mean, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with people. I mean, as we just said before, with Susie, like doing the things that they would much rather do than being stuck doing the thing that they're forced to do. Um, um so. I think the the uh, the public hope or the fan hope was that they've gone to. Uh, they would probably they assumed that they would probably leave together because uh, definitely yeah. right now JYP is is JYP is twice as company like twice as twice as and I'm gonna say it out there I'm gonna say it and uh, you can come at me all you want but it's a true fact twice as the current Korea's nation nation's girl group. Uh, it's just it's just Although, facts. you you asking for them g friend fans to come at you you asking for it uh <laughs> no i know it ain't g friend friends the, the buddies have been behaving the buddies uh, I, i'll give love to the buddies they they haven't been like that it's 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 the black pink fans that really have been like salty about this uh it's as far as i've seen on the internet arguing about talent and shit like that also so-ones uh, I'm a sewn myself. I love y'all, but come on. It's facts is facts. Twice is the Acro group. You, you know, all, all the Blackpink fans are just going to say, we still mad about 21, which, you know what, bitch? Yeah, I is. Meet me outside. <sighs> How about that? Like, fuck you, bro. Yeah. Fight me, dude. Also, I love Blackpink, so. I, I like Blackpink too, but I'm still mad. Yeah. I ain't not mad. You think I ain't? Because I am. I love Blackpink, so it's not me talking shit about anybody else. It's just facts. But that being said, Twice are the big in the streets. Yeah, are the big top group right now. The HBIC of K-pop right now, and so the the resources of JYP are going to go to them and Got Seven, which is kind of their main boy group right now. And, and and got seven is going to lose some of the resources to twice soon. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, at the very least, just the fact that they're the boy group and they still have to like put you know have <laughs> eggs in those two baskets. Just the fact that they got to put eggs in more than one basket will at least help. Got seven. Uh, but, we, need, we need all these vans twice right now because they need to ride in separate vans individually. Y'all motherfuckers got to catch a bus. Get on that. <laughs> No. Um, <laughs> no, 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 but but, but yeah, um, yeah, it leaves them not a lot of room I, for I, JYP, I, and JYP for for an older girl group like Wonder Girls, and but yeah, I guess I guess it's just a matter of like now they're see, gonna... see you say that right you say that and two p.m. is still there right like. So it's always it's all see no it's always weird how these things get treated right like like when an older girl group disbands everybody's like well of course they got disbanded all the all the resources have to go to the younger girl group but then you'll have you'll have you'll have fucking entertainment fucking places that have older boy groups that are still fucking pushing it along uh they're they're probably doing that rotation of fucking army on that group but. They're still yeah. there. They still get enough resources. And while the younger boy groups ha- seem to grow in popularity, why is this something that only affects girl groups? I still don't understand. Understand. <laughs> 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 Uh 
Oh, uh, sorry. Excuse me. Just had, just had to sneeze there. You, know? you can't sneeze. Yell out Super Junior and dab. You can't. No. That's how, it's, that's how you properly together. sneeze. You know, you got to put sneeze into your elbow. It, it avoids spreading of germs. You know? It's, I'm just saying. That's how you your other arm was extended. Oh my God. Roll it back. All right. Uh, yeah, Super Junior as well. But it's just one of these things that seem in my mind to only play girl groups. And I don't understand it. And it, it, it bothers me it is, on, an, it's a on a level thing. that it just it bothers me. It bothers me. I can't even I can't even create a joke right now on the level that it bothers me because this legitimately bothers me. Yeah. That this uh, thing. Con- consistently happens to girl groups and not boy groups. Yeah. Like it is this fucking thing that is so goddamn stupid, and I'm not gonna sit here and get mad about it because I'm already gonna get mad about our next story. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it is. It is a double standard. Like it, you know, it, it is. It is a double standard. I think. Uh, and you see, kind of like outliers or. Uh, you know, exceptions that prove the rule of like longevity, like the fact that uh, SES were able to come back and kind of still like the fact that like SES were able to come back, still perform a really killer song and and do it and and convincingly and not like seem out of place, not seem like like they were the they were anything but a you know a triple A girl group, a triple A woman group, you know, a uh, group of musicians. Uh, maybe A is a nice exception to pro- that proves the rule, and B, uh, maybe like will signal things of like of like you know what expectations are put on girl groups of like always needing the young fresh group, and it's a discussion that hap- happens just in general and as far as society, like uh, you know, even here in the states and actors, like you always see like the look at think about all these like 50 something uh marquee actors 60 something actors that you know that are just you see them on screen and you don't think twice about them being the main marquee actors but think about how many 50 something women actors are still considered the the uh, attractive lead actress so it, it is yeah, always like I mean, that double standard and it's this is a see, nice microcosm to examine it but, but so my thing is I don't want to I don't want to compare it to because I, I, I know that's the easy thing. Right. And I, I want I want there to be some kind of weird, deeper issue that isn't there. And I know it only is a surface level thing of like you only really want to promote young, attractive chicks like as an entertainment label. But you can kind of keep a, a, you know promoting dudes well into their 30s and 40s in a group because, you know, it's not as weird. Um but it, there is this thing that is even ingrained in us as fans that so so take what we just did with our with our with our music role where Susie has a solo song and we automatically start to think up oh, that must be the end of Miss A but you take somebody like like Zico for example right he does a solo song nobody goes this must be the death toll for Block B like. Yeah. Because people are okay with, oh, yeah, of course Zico can have a solo career. And, of course, we'll get a new Block B track. But as soon as any any girl from a girl group, and it's because it's been so consistent, as soon as any girl from a girl group does a solo track, 
that death toll marches in your head because you're just like, uh, well, she's the pretty one, so she's the one they're going to promote. And it, it it is such a stupid thing to have yeah. happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, And I always go back to this example, and it's going to be the most consistent example throughout the history of us doing the show. And anytime I talk about K-pop, it's Big Bang, right? They all have individual solo careers, and they constantly come back and do Big Bang shit. And not yeah. once has anybody ever said in them doing any solo project – this except for maybe very early on because they were kind of kind of very uh new to that that thing of doing that that people were like oh man this must be the end of big bang then you know like maybe yeah. very very early on when when gd put a couple of albums out we were like I, I guess that's it for big bang but then after that we were like oh this is normal solo release solo release a movie for top uh solo r- release for delight in japan and then back to big bang like yeah. it, it it kind of became this this weird consistent thing that you expected but as soon as cl broke out and did something on her own we were like that's the end of 21 and what was it that was the end of 21 <laughs> like it, it just i don't know it fucking baffles me and it it, yeah. it angers me and i'm gonna shut up now yeah <laughs> Oh, well, it's like it's like this like different expectations of the cycle for for female idols versus male idols, and think of like the paths. It's like there's only a limit. Yeah, it's it's something that we could get like caught in into like a big discussion uh, about why there's such different paths because it's like even. Even with boy groups, like, even when, say, uh, they get into acting, think about, like, the, now with many of the idol actors, uh, mm-hmm. you, it's always presumed, like, like, when female idols transition to acting, not, though it's not always the case, it's always that that's that final transition. Whereas, I don't know. I think right now we're getting into this where we're not, we don't have all the, we don't have ourselves collected. So I think we need to just kind of wrap it up and move on to the next story. All right, so this will be the last thing I say on this. I, I think I very much understand where you're coming from because it's just, it's the thing I'm already saying, right? As soon as, as soon as a, yeah. any female from us, from a group does something solo, whether it's acting or anything, exactly. it's like they can't do two things at once. They can't hold down two careers, right? They can only focus on one fucking thing. But if you're a dude, well, of course you can do multiple. Th- I don't know. It's, 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 uh, well, I, it's a, like, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm so yeah. mad. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, it's like, there's like an age gate that at the, after this age, you're kind of old and busted. And it's a lower number for women than it is for men. Uh, But yeah, uh, before we get too caught up in that, let's move on to another uh, article that probably would get us worked up. Uh, Running Man will not be canceled as members have agreed to continue show, says PD. Uh, Mm -hmm. Much has been made about Running Man ending after the controversial firing of Kim Jong-kook and Song Ji-ho, but now they've changed their minds again and decided to continue forward the show. Uh, it's a statement from the PD, thinking about this, that, and the other thing. Uh, they chalk up the decision, uh, they chalk the decision up to hearing the pleas of Korean international fans to continue the show. Uh, and this is a great way to put it by, uh, our boy IAF, IATFB, uh, at Asian Junkie, but really it's more like SBS realized they fucked up and said, shit, 
we don't have anything to replace this internationally even about in korea thus they likely worked out a hell of a deal with the cast to remain together and keep their brain going um the perfect okay the perspective on this is that they said that the fans were outraged I will say that a lot of the conversation I've seen wasn't necessarily anybody outraged that the show was ending, but a lot of people were like, yeah, time time to end the show. And mostly were just outraged by the way they treated Kim Jong-kook and Song Ji-hyo at the end. Uh, so I don't know if this is necessarily the right thing to do, but, mm-hmm. but I mean, even they for probably us, don't have a right? replacement. So- so I'll be nice about this at first, right? Because I I, I came off a lot of salt off that last thing. Um, <laughs> I'll I'll be nice about this at first. So so even for us, we came into this story mostly with a sense of anger about how these these performers were treated, and not knowing that they were being let go. And and I think that's where a lot of the the conversation came from, and where a lot of the conversation grew. Um, Maybe there was a lot of conversation about this thing that I once loved has gotten to this point where I can't, you know, where, where it's becoming a bad thing. Um, but even if, like, even in the comments on this, and Asian Junkie is a American site that takes, you know, Korean news and, and you know, translates it so that the American fan can have a perspective on this. But even in this, if if you're talking about us which is the international fan you take me and pd's comments and the comments in this in this article on asian junkie there's pretty much a consistent i wasn't mad about it ending i was just mad that you motherfuckers just treated people like shit you know like <laughs> and then there's that and then so because i think too much so i saw this story as i read twitter i i kind of scrolled past it and i saw you know the 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 different posts from different news organizations that, that take Korean news and make it palpable from my ignorant American eyes. Um, and then there, there were a couple of things, right? Was originally I was like, well, that's just stupid and I'm mad. Um, <laughs> and then it was like, man, <laughs> part of the problem that I, have which is kind of why i started watching korean entertainment is i love the international understanding of that sometimes things just need to end right yeah and we've talked about this with dramas with korean dramas before where man they'll they'll have the fucking hype train in their basket and they could make another season but they don't right they they'll two seasons, three seasons, one season for some shows, and they're done because they've told the story that they needed to tell. But it seems to be, for some odd reason with variety shows, that they have to have this struggle to want to keep it going, even to the detriment of the people performing it and the people producing it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, and like, have, if, I, I, like for me, like the the biggest proof of that was that that really awkward transition point. Those really awkward transition episodes of Happy Together when they went yeah. from the sauna to like what they're doing now, like that weird thing in the middle where there was like this like auctioning off of personal items and like this and to what they're doing now, which is like now they've got this like webtoon artist that is like 
drawing memes and like they you can see you can see them like in, in with those segments where they're throwing shit at the wall and like hoping it sticks and it's very obvious that how desperate it is but yeah to to more to your point so yeah i was trying to collect my thoughts on that um so there are people who put really good and then i'm going to use this asian junkie article there are people who put some really good points in here and i'm going to kind of kind of leapfrog onto their shit like and 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 some of this will be kind of in in a weird way savage as fuck but it is what it is like the show used to be super entertaining and new right like it it always for like two three hundred episodes it had this really cool appeal to it um for a traveling variety show and then after a while it just became fucking stagnant it became how stagnant it is when me and pd have to watch a x group in a box video you know what i'm saying like and you're just like at at some point you're just like what group is this again all right uh-huh and they're in a in some kind of boxed form studio i mean you could have made it look different i guess but you didn't and it just becomes a formula right and it, and it yeah. almost becomes more of a chore to watch it because you feel like you need to rather than fun to watch it there there used to be this point where it was like can't wait for that next episode of running man to come out to this point now where i'm like fuck i'm like 40 episodes behind on running man what am i doing saturday i guess i could throw it on in the background and try to catch up if i don't really want to though but it just becomes a chore that you feel like you need to do like because i've been watching that show for so long and at this point i almost don't care like i i i care that i've been missing out on episodes of two days one night right like i care about that like um like because that show has consistently been fun and i'm sad that i haven't been able to keep up with it um but i think i dropped off at two days one night because every time i would watch a bunch of two days one night and like end up day and day and then i'd be like oh i guess i could watch a bunch of episodes it it, it became this connective tissue that gave cancer to the other thing that i was enjoying you know what i'm saying like (laughs) it's just like oh i feel like if i'm gonna watch two days one night i have to watch you know running man and i don't i don't have to watch running man and i probably won't watch running i mean i mean i, I don't want to say i won't i probably still will because i'm just i'm a shill at this point um and and i'm pretty sure pd is the same way where it's just like we'll want to see what happens yeah. it, it, it's a train wreck you can't look away from at this point and you're just like yeah that was a really awkward ass fuck situation. And and anyone <laughs> who's been in any fucking work environment ever, when somebody's about to get fired and they know they're about to get fired and you know, they're about to get fired and everybody in there knows they're about to get fired, but then they don't. And then everybody's just like, Oh, uh, huh. All right. I guess. <laughs> cool. Like, uh, see Monday. <laughs> like it, it's awkward as fuck. And there's no way that this isn't going to be awkward as fuck. Like they already in the episodes that I were, was watching started to get really awkward. Like they, it, it just became like show up with your sunglasses on. Fuck. I, I got four hours. Maybe I got other things I need to go do. Like that came across on screen. And I just, I don't understand 
the want to continue this other than money, right? Yeah. Uh, and, Chinese money, and because they don't have yeah. anything to replace it. Because <laughs> as bad as the ratings yeah, you are, you can't think of a new fucking idea. <laughs> uh, it's just like, I mean, but but take into account, we looked at the fucking ratings, and it uh, is fucking sinking into the water. It is the Titanic of that time slot. I mean, and I you want to keep doing that? Hello. I can't think of a new thing. It's that risk aversion, like. Uh, they're worried that it'll be, it's like, it's like, it's risk aversion rather than, uh, uh, seeking success. Uh, it's that, that, uh, subtraction rather than addition, like the, you know, eliminating mistakes rather than, uh, trying things new. Right. It's that, but basically it's the risk aversion, not wanting to try. And yeah, it's, it's. It's that comparison of just like doing something you've been doing, even though it's wrong, because that's the only way you know how to do it. You know, like it's like they're worried it, about failing even worse. So mm. they're content with somewhat failing. Right. Uh, like it's I mean, looking at the I could I could keep in, I could take a peek at the ratings right now. Uh, just pulling them up on uh, our Korean variety. Uh, let's see. Sunday uh, guy concert still killing. Uh, which is awesome. Uh, I mean, they had a nice little uptick, I guess. But if you want to look at, God damn it, God damn it! But you- uh, Red and Hanson Sweet. Uh, I mean, look at one night to two days. One, oh fuck! I, uh, I'm not going to bother. Uh, two days, one night. If you look at that, it's at uh, they've been at nineteen point three percent to twenty point three percent, then twenty point four percent this week. Uh, you know, Running Man. Uh, three weeks ago, we we're at six point seven percent. They had a nice little uptick uh, a couple weeks ago at uh, eight point zero percent, and then right back down to six point eight percent. Still last place. Even that uptick was still last place. Uh, in the time slot. Uh, but uh, it it, it so it, it it's a it's a thing of mitigating returns right you you're you're getting a bigger return in other markets but the return in your primary market is small but it it i don't know it to me it hurts right it hurts to see that uh, try to be this consistent thing where other things are just constantly eating its lunch like um and now you're you're you went from being the leader of the pack to the last place um and your fucking tires have fallen off you don't know what to do you're just fucking staring out into the world um but hey the fucking the the fans are still cheering so why not and i don't know it's just it's maddeningly frustrating and it almost i doubt that it is but it almost to me is at the point where it's like did you maybe make up some drama to pick up those ratings a little bit? You know what I'm saying? Like, but I, 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 I can't think the world is that shady. I mean, I'm yeah. not shady, but I, I don't think the world <laughs> is that shady. You know what I'm saying? Know. Like, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm thinking maybe, maybe you know, there's more shade. There's the world is a crazy place, and. <laughs> You know, everything, everything is work. You know, when you, what feels like a shoot most of the time is work, 
you know. Uh, and if it was real, it would be hidden. Like it's almost like that mentality of like, if it, like if it was real drama, it would have been swept under the rug and hidden. If it's showing, if they're showing it to you, it's meant to distract you. It's just, it's that like, I'm I'm like I'm the wrestling fan that just assumes everybody's manipul everybody's trying to manipulate me, and most of the time, <laughs> mo like it's like everything is wrestling or everything is magic. You know what they're showing you is always the distraction to what's really happening underneath. Uh, <coughs> 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 I need some water. Um, and I don't know. <coughs> it's 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 one of those things where it's like, uh, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like. I, I don't know. <clears throat> At the end of the day, I think I'm probably not going to catch up on Running Man. <laughs> like it's like it's it's out of habit uh, for me. Um, I probably will catch up on one on two days, one night. Uh, um Eventually, I just got to remember where I'm where I left off. Uh, yeah. But I did catch up like a couple of recent episodes, and it's still really good. And like seeing some some cool moments, and seeing the, how well the uh, you know the new cast member fits in, and uh, seeing some fun stuff. Like it, I have to see. Like if nothing, I, I have to wonder. It's like you can't think of anything else. I mean, the, even if even if it's like I don't know. I'm wondering what would have been if they had gone through with that season two idea uh, and kind of reworked the show. Because uh, one thing for sure, uh, they've they the members of Running Man have been open about the fact, especially the older members, that their bodies ain't good that good anymore. <laughs> like mm -hmm. like they're they're doing all these running around things, but I mean Kim Jong Kook is maybe swole. But he's kind of broke to <laughs> like, like you see yeah. him limping around. Like it is very obvious that he's his his back isn't great. His like you know he's not running all that well. Like you can see him kind of limping around a bit. Like he's stopped like chasing after people in, in all seriousness. I don't know. Um. Uh. I don't know. I gotta, I, we'll, we'll have to see. We gotta hope for the best for everyone and everyone's involved. Uh, but you, know, you just can't help but think that it's like it's just time to let go. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's just time to let go. Uh, but yeah, moving on because we, we'll move on if they don't if they won't. Uh, so the last bit of cool stuff. This is this is a little bit end on something really cool and something exciting. Uh, something fun. Uh, K-pop Night Out's five-year anniversary at South by Southwest. Uh, they have announced, uh, and we talked about uh, a couple of showcasing artists, but they announced the final lineup for K-pop Night Out uh, this year. <coughs> uh, for the fifth year in a row, uh, the KOCCA, COCA, uh, returns to South by Southwest for the annual K-pop Night Out showcase, presenting yet another diverse lineup of Korean artists. Uh, this is a real cool lineup. Uh, this, year's line, this year's lineup includes Idol Act 
Red Velvet, hot on the heels of their smash version with that EP, as well as Hyorin of the group Sistar, uh, whose latest solo release is me, featured cameos from Doki and South by Southwest alumnus Jay Park. Also returning to South by Southwest are punk garage trio Galaxy Express, uh, seminal Korean punk rockers No Brain, uh, cele- celebrating their 20th anniversary and singer-songwriter uh, Big Phony, who's bringing an all-star backing band featuring members of No Brain uh, and also Busker Busker. I love that. It's like featuring members of No Brain, as in he's just going to borrow a couple members. Like, uh, I, I kind of need some people to like play for me. Like, y'all coming, right? It's like, all right, we'll, we'll play for you. Uh, I wonder who from Busker Busker is going to show up. I wonder if it's going to be Brad's gigantic ass. Uh, adding even more variety and star power, hip-hop pioneers Drunken Tiger joined the night with legendary singer-rapper Yumi Ray and Toe. Uh, K-pop Night Out Showcase will be at the Belmont on Friday, March 27th. Blah, 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 blah. Things about badges I don't give a shit about. Because uh, fuck badges. Um, this is exciting. This is a really cool uh, showcase, really cool lineup of, of acts. Um, Red Velvet should be a fun mm-hmm. addition. Uh, it's going to be kind of, they're going to, they're the marquee K-pop uh, artists that makes this still count as K-pop night out. Uh, like we talked about Hyorin, uh, I think it was going to showcase some really cool stuff there uh, with, with, she still has a lineup of songs that she can perform. Uh, un, you know, unlike some people, I, I imagine she's not just going to rehash her group's songs for the sake of uh, uh, milking their fans, you know. A certain artist. Um, she has some stuff. And going to be some cool indie artists. You know, cool. Uh, Galaxy Express is a cool group. Uh, no Brain are, are you know, are long, long timers, old timers. And then uh, they can put out a cool performance. Um, yeah. and But I think the big thing also is the fact that we're getting MFBTY. Like... They say Drunken Tiger and Yumi Ray, but it's MFBTY. It's because I doubt Busy's not going to show up. So, uh, so it's going to be MFBTY altogether, and it's going to be their songs. This is going to be so cool. Uh, what, what do you think of the lineup uh, for K-pop Night Out this year? I like it. It's diverse. Like that's what I, that's the one thing I always like and want from these things is is for it to be a diverse lineup to kind of give you this understanding of korean music and not just k-pop um so i'm i'm super i'm like really really happy with the diversity of the lineups yeah uh so it's gonna be cool like i just i mean you can see the the lineup form in actual like uh they don't do it in the order here but because they're mostly just kind of writing as far as an article goes uh but you can see the lineup in your head like you can imagine uh, Galaxy Express and No Brain are probably going to open up the night, and that's going to be a really cool, energetic opening to the night. Um, Big Phony will probably follow uh, them, and that'll lead into Red Velvet, and that'll be kind of the the, the kind of how Mama. It, it, it's a good pr- uh, kind of flow to it. Uh, Red Velvet would kind of have that p- part, and then Hyoden will come in next to kind of. Uh, start off the nice transition to what is always what has been at least for the last couple of years but no I think it's been that way for most of them which is at the end of the night when it's turn up time uh, 
because Hyorin will transition to fucking turn up time, uh, which will be solidified by Drunken Tiger and Tasha, uh, MFBTY. Uh, and, you know, once MFBTY gets on stage, shit's going to get turned up. It's going to be lit, fam. Uh, it's going to be fantastic. Like, that's just, yep. like, that's just a cool flow of the night. And of course, once uh, and for me, uh, like like I said before, I'm I, I'm I'm once again going to South by Southwest this year. Uh, the I'm more than likely going to show up. the The one bummer is that they decided to put it on Friday, <clears throat> which, uh, if you'll know from our uh, past discussions, uh, is the the night is Japan night as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to miss out on Japan night. Which is a huge bummer because Japan Night is such a special night, music-wise, for 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 Japanese uh, indie artists who rarely get a chance to to showcase themselves in front of kind of prominent audiences, especially international audiences. So the fact that I ha- I have to choose between the two is kind of a dick move, but uh, I guess I understand picking Friday as a as an important night, uh, but. Yeah, that's a bummer. But it's still going to be a good night. And I know once Red Velvet's off stage and it's going to be Hyoden and Drunken Tiger and Tasha, that's when I'm going to grab, you know, I'm going to get myself a beer. It's going to be fun turn-up time. Uh, it's going to be a great night for me. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, I'm certainly not going to get... And also, uh, I think I might actually even like do a little like video. Uh, I think I've talked about it before. I've, doing a video uh to give people information on what it's like to attend uh k-pop night out or south by southwest music showcases in general in these concerts like the fact that you you don't need a badge unless you're an industry insider who's going to expense it on your taxes you know like uh business expenses like badges are expensive because they exist to be expensed so you don't need a fucking badge and uh I would say, you know, talk about how wristbands might be worth it for some uh, and showcases that are really cool to check out other than K-pop Night Out and how, sim- you know, how simple it is to just, you know, they finally acknowledge it this this time around, how their tw- tickets are going to be available at the door. They used to not acknowledge the fact that you can just stand in line and most likely get in unless it gets full of people with badges and wristbands. They used to not acknowledge it anywhere on the website and make try to make you assume that you had to get a badge or wristband. Uh, but I like that they're acknowledging that. Uh, the, you can just wait in line. Uh, your third priority, but for it's not going to get uh, capacity, especially Cape Town out at the Belmont. The I can tell you from last year, it did not get capacity last year there was a considerable amount of people but that's a good that's a fairly sizable venue the belmont so it did not get capacity and at and various points of the night they actually kind of the crowd shrunk and people were able to just kind of get in especially for the later acts so uh you may have to wait in line for some time but if you're not picky about where you stand you probably don't really have to wait in line that much really you can probably get in line later on in the afternoon or early evening and and you had to kind of be in the back or trying to wiggle your way up into the middle of the crowd but if you're not picky about that kind of stuff 
You don't even have even the word those news of like people having to wait in line since like noon. You probably don't have to really do that. Like just just throw. I'll I'll, I'll I, like I said. I'm thinking about doing a video on all that, uh, especially from pe- from accounts I've seen online and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I know. <laughs> I would say, are you excited, Casper? You're not going to. I don't believe you're going to go. <laughs> no. <laughs> You've got your own. We already, already talked about my money in the yes. beginning of this episode. Uh, hey, at least, you know, uh, Hiana is going to DC. You can go see Hiana. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, I doubt. I doubt. Speaking of what's going to be sold out, yeah. Right. <laughs> sold also, out and expen- kind of expensive. DC, kiss my ass. I'd, I'd, I'd go to the Miami show before I go to the DC show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah um i'm trying to i'm still trying to see if i can get uh if i can get a hookup on the fucking red hot chili peppers baby metal sick tickets because it's like mm-hmm. i love baby metal but i don't know if i love them 160 dollars but as much <laughs> uh but yeah a lot of exciting stuff I'm, i'll have i'll have i'll have word and you know we'll talk about my experiences as cape i'm night out and all the things that south by southwest all the way in March. Uh, so look forward to that. Uh, yeah. Cass. What up, we're, we're, we're now to the end. <laughs> what What do you got going on in, in your world? In your... Uh, if you wanted to see me less angry, uh, which there aren't too many places where that happens. Uh, you can check out sports odds and ends where I talk about sports with my good friend Jay VZ and our producer DJ M. Uh, we talk about kind of the oddities and entities that are sports in the sports podcasting world. Um, it's a, it's a really fun show. I'm enjoying doing it. We haven't done it for a couple of weeks just because of weird things, pack self people moving all kinds of stuff, but hopefully we'll get back on the horse. Um, consistency is kind of the best thing that i love and i'm I'm hoping to do more of it this year also drunk kids gaming uh which has been getting more and more consistent go check out the podcast that we have you can find it everywhere that you can get podcasts uh we're getting better about that uh check out the youtube if you want to watch the video version um i apologize for the episodes that are three hours long it's what happens when you drink and try to do a podcast you forget about time uh so yeah. It happens. You can skip those episodes if you want, uh, but they're still really good uh, if you don't want to skip those ones. Uh, other than that, just, I don't know, keep coming back. Keep keeping it consistent. If you keep it consistent, we can keep it consistent, and that's that's kind of the way of the world. Um, and I enjoy you, and I'm glad that you're listening. Yeah. Um, he's. If you want to check out all his stuff, he's at King Kaz. Uh, I'm at Petey Ray. Uh, I'm, you, know, you can find all of my stuff uh that i post about on my pages and and various things uh i'm pd rave everywhere uh you'll find more stuff on on this on the youtube page for belly tv uh this is halajuku halajuku.com k-pop podcast oh wait. not headlines okay. and i was good earlier uh this is uh, halajuku.com. Kpoppodcast.com is a really easy way, uh, uh, URL to share with people. Uh, Rebelli.net for this and other shows. Rebelli TV on YouTube uh, for the podcast episodes. And as much as. Well, didn't I tell you? Don't you know? 
as much as I keep promising, I will try to get around to start putting more content other than podcast episodes on the YouTube page, but uh, including maybe that, that video, like I said, about you know attending South by Southwest and things like that. But keep an eye out for those things on you know, YouTube and other places. Uh, check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, all over the place where you can find podcasts. Uh, so like, share, subscribe. Until next time, hasta los huevos. Fighting. Why I think you're crazy. Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>